This, this whole business here, this is the final word, Pakistan Daily, coming to you from Karachi, the National Stadium. The first day of the, not the first test, the second test, it feels like the first test, it might as well be the first test, because the first test was not really much of a test, but this was a test. Day one, Karachi, Adam, tell us all about it in 30 seconds or less. Uh, Pat Cummins won the toss, he batted as you must uh, in Pakistan in conditions like this, hot, unforgiving, and they made it count. They put on 82 for the first wicket when David Warner got a good one from Fahim back into the team. Labashane ran himself out comically for naught run out by Sajid Khan at mid-off at lunch. 100 for two in the balance, but then they drive them into the ground. Usman Khawaja, magnificent, making 100 in the in the in in his hometown, as he described. It's where the Khawajas are from. He's 11th in Test cricket, his second against Pakistan. Smith made 72 out late in the day to Hassan Ali, courtesy of a brilliant catch from Fahim. They close at 251 for three, very much taking the honours. They did. They did take the honours, Adam. Um, that, that much is true. It was interesting how much of a... Uh, a game of different different states it was shifting vibes you know it was the constitution it was the vibe um first you know first session start of the day it was all about go after it new ball um hassan ali was back from an ad- adductor injury i still don't know what an adductor is i keep thinking i should look it up but then i think maybe it's the better not to on know. one side the ab- abductors on the other okay anyway i can't remember which that's, that's a year 10 mm. uh, study that didn't stick with me i i just i like i was busy think, watching the cricket i like to think that there's still some mystery in the world and and maybe it's good to not know where an adductor is. Whatever it is, he'd hurt it. He came back. He was a bit all over the shop. Shaheen bowled nicely with the new ball. Um, Hassan was was wayward. And the Australians laid into them. And, and David Warner, it felt like he was laying into them from a position of weakness. And Khawaja was doing it from a position of strength. Warner was patchy. You know, didn't look quite comfortable. He got hit a couple of times by short balls. He really went after some balls aggressively. But often when he's playing like that, going really hard at the ball, that means that he's feeling a bit spooked. He's not He's not himself. But Kawaja just looked completely in control, serene. The clips off the pads, down the ground, whatever you like. He played the pull shot really nicely too, even though the ball wasn't getting up that high. And he was going at almost a run a ball. You know, for the, they got to the 100. They, they made 100 in that first session and were flying. And then it suddenly became really hard work after that. And then it just shifted completely. Yeah, for the first 75 minutes, so going at nearly five and over, which... I think goes to the message that Pat Cummins was was relaying before the test match. When you get an opportunity to score quickly, you can't miss it. And when mm. you need to revert back and pull it back a couple of gears, you can't miss the cues. And I think big tick on both fronts because they did go after uh, the new ball. They did take advantage of it when it was hard. And then they were able to acknowledge when it got softer and there was a little bit of reverse in that middle session, especially by Shaheen. Uh, it was so well paced. And yeah, sure, Warner um, may not looked quite as good as Kawaja, but batting in a partnership, they look so good together. They run well together. They call well together. Mm-hmm. All those small things that, chemistry, it's intangible, oh, but, but I think small that uh, but those two together, I mean, I said it last week in, in Rulpindi, it seems remarkable that it's taken this long to yeah. realise that they are Australia's best opening combination. And then, yeah, Fahim, really good bit of bowling to get rid of Warner. Labashane's dismissal, I said it was comical in the, in the summary. I mean, in fairness to, to Sajid Khan, he, he had to really move, collect and throw. And that's why they do those fielding drills, hour mm. after hour. I watch a lot of training. You don't watch quite so much. I watch a lot of training. And there are so many of that exact same drill. You're, you're aiming it not at three stumps. They don't mm. bother with that. Mm. You're aiming at one or two stumps. 
hour after hour after hour. Minute and it's after all minute, about hour after hour. <laughs> uh, it's all about when you get, a, you know, let's say it's a, a fifth of an opportunity mm. for a guy who's not mm-hmm. that nimble in the field that you have the skill set that yep. could, in theory, execute something special. Yep. And that's exactly what it was. Remember that Labashain made 90 last week. I watched him bat for two hours at training yesterday and he, and he defended every single ball. He didn't play a shot. He defended every single delivery. And that was all about him preparing for today mm. to get out in those circumstances when trying to get off the mark. That mm. could have dealt a body blow to Australia, but instead that was Kawaja and his seniority and his leadership, along with Stephen Smith, Stephen Smith rather, going, right, this is the bit when we absorb the pressure, when we let the run rate drop to, I think it was two and over for the hour after lunch. And, and we don't mind. We let them bowl a foot and a half outside the off stump. We force them to bowl into the rough from over the wicket with both finger spinners. We dictate terms and we try and mm-hmm. make them do something weird. And then they were, they were reaching for it. They were snatching for it. If not for Hassan Ali's intervention late in the day, um, they'd be completely stuffed. The one shining light is that at least they've broken up that partnership of 159 right mm. on the stroke of stumps. But they'll be weary um, and they'll have you know that sort of counter-attack stuff from Travis Head to come and it, it, I mean it, Australia's position seems strong even though Smith did get out but yeah. I mean particularly that, that point you noted so at one point the finger spinners were both bowling two feet outside league yeah. stump and sort of angling it into the pads and the Australians were just kicking it away and letting it hit the pads eventually the umpires started widening them for stuff that, was, times, that was yeah. too far down there and and they shifted around a bit the negative bowling the laws had had the effect that they're supposed to have, which it is works, okay. Yeah. You can do it for a bit. You can do it for a bit, but when you're taking the piss, we'll we'll rein it in. But nonetheless, you know the Australians didn't. Like Smith and Kawaja just let it happen. They didn't do much. Occasionally, Smith stepped across and knocked one into the offside or whatever it is, but they didn't try anything risky um, or dangerous. It was there was so much patience in that innings from Kawaja, and I guess you could look at that one bit of impatience from Royal India where he played the reverse on 97, and it wasn't the ball to play it to, and you know the width, the line wasn't there, and the length wasn't there. He didn't make any mistakes like that today. He just. He, he just waited when he needed to wait and he attacked when he needed to yeah, attack. I find it thoroughly fascinating he didn't play reverse sweep. Mm. I, mean, I, I didn't want him to do that. No. You know, I, I sort of said quite fervently on commentary and on the podcast that he's got to keep playing the shots so productive. But he made the other call. But his conventional sweep is so good. Ben Jones and the Crickviz guys did some data on this. In, in Did some data. They crunched some numbers mm. as they do during the Australian summer. And they worked out that he's averaging in excess of 300 with the conventional sweep in the last four years play to your strengths so he Mm. did and you know Kawaja looked rusted on for a ton after 20 minutes he reached 50 and 69 balls and it took him about 190 odd to reach his century so he went at half the pace for his second 50 and it goes to that that point again it's that he knew it like he's in his onboard computer his cricketing (laughs) computer that he's got upstairs knew when to do what he did and Mm. that's why it was such a fine innings yeah it was aesthetically pleasing Um, and yeah there were some tough moments and he had to change change approach a couple of times to respond Mm -hmm. to Pakistan but uh, the way I'm seeing it it's when you can make the right call for six and a half hours that takes some doing and he he did it for six and a half hours well I think what really stands out today is that Australia did what they needed to do to hurt Pakistan in Pakistan conditions. And if you look back to, you know, we've followed extremely closely two tours to the UAE, the first test here, and across all of those, 
Every, the same thing's happened every time. Pakistan have won the toss and batted. They've made, they haven't made a million, but they've made maybe 450 sometimes, but they've done it in a million overs. Mm. They've completely exhausted the Australians and then they've said, okay, now we'll bowl you out for 120 or 79 or whatever yeah, it is yeah. because you're cooked from being in the field. Now, Australia managed to avoid that happening at Pindy Stadium, partly because the pitch was so benign, but it was still important that after two days in the field, Australia didn't come out and fall in a heap and they didn't. They managed to avoid that. And then getting the chance to bat first here, they didn't blow it. You know, they yep. didn't... And you, you remember them wasting starts in 2018, so losing 10 for 60 after putting mm-hmm. on a century opening stand and so on. Yeah, different surfaces and different conditions and all of that. But that, I mean, that could have happened here. That could that, that Warner Kawaja stand could have been broken. Manus gets run out, and the next thing you know, suddenly they've lost six for 40, and, oh. and they're in real strife. I, I, that was, I mean, at lunch, I thought that was a distinct possibility mm. of happening. Not because of anything to do with Kawaja or Smith. It was more just like the energy of the test match really mm. shifted in that last half an hour before lunch. And yeah, to absorb that kind of pressure against a ball that's going to reverse here, we know that the, 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 there's barely a blade of grass on the square. So the probability of a ball starting to reverse in the second session is quite high, and that's what mm. Shaheen, and a little bit from Fahim too, not so much Hassan Ali, um, but we're able to get the ball to go a little bit. and A that, little bit, yeah. Not, just not heaps, but there was a bit. Yeah, just enough. Waka Yunus's observation was they weren't full enough with it, and he would know. He's the expert. I thought that was um, good, yeah. I mean, like even watching Hassan Ali bowl particularly, he kept bowling short just when they got the ball starting to reverse. Not yeah. really short, but just too short. And I mean, even a numpty like me saw that, and I was like, yeah. okay, well, surely he should know, but he didn't. And, and the significance of Kawaja's 100, I think it's worth us in, indulging in this for a moment here. So he, he talks about this city being his family's home. He's the only person in his family not born here. He was, of course, born up in Islamabad, but they lived here. He came back here a number of times as a kid. Uh, he, you know, it's not an exaggeration to, scri- to describe it as a homecoming. I know that his home is Australia, but this is another one of his homes as well. You can have more than one home, mm-hmm. and this is a very special place to him, even perhaps more than a real Pindi Islamabad last week. We would have mm-hmm. been in raptures had he made 100 where he was born, but it's even more significant that it's here in Karachi, I think, at the National Stadium. And the response he got from not only the crowd which was wonderful but the, but the Pakistani players they pretty much all went up to him and it wasn't like that tokenistic clap that you sometimes see from well, fielding teams champ. this was like they have a huge regard for Kawaja and I think it was just a lovely moment mm. it was a moving moment and it's one that you know Kawaja's pretty modest when he talks about these matters or at least he used to be he's a bit more open these days but you can be certain that when his career is over whether that's in six months or you know six years if he goes the Graham Gooch route um, he will talk <laughs> back about today as being I'm sure yeah. one of the most special moments in it and, and that is not for nothing especially when you see the scorecard you might go well the three for two five one mm. guy gets hundred yeah whatever mm. stock standard but this is so much more than that well it just matters in a way that that other hundreds in reasonably comfortable conditions don't and this wasn't comfortable in in the physical sense no. it was 35 degrees by the middle of the day it was bloody hot out there it was extremely hard work against some pretty disciplined defensive bowling and they just had to grind it out so it, it, it does matter and I, th- I think I think what jumps out is that you look at a lot of players and they might have one magic moment you know they might have one thing in their career that was we go that was really special for them he's now got half a dozen he you does know, yeah he's got a he's got a, a short a catalog list. yeah he, he really does of of, of great moments great innings um, and and I think that was you know when he got squeezed out in 2019 it was like this guy's really good but he's under delivered you know he's he's over the time the opportunities that he's had he's had a couple of great knocks but he's under delivered across the journey whereas adding this addendum on to the career that he's had and what he might be able to do in the months ahead you feel like he's 
he, he hasn't really anymore. You know, he's, he's just his overall numbers look much better. He's into double figures for hundreds. Yeah. His test average is up past 45. He's still there. And this is something that he often didn't do was, was sort of be there the next day. He'd back quite well towards the end of the day and get out. Now he's going to come back tomorrow and, and, and carry on and, and see if he can take this to a, a really formidable first innings lead. Yeah, he, he was unfulfilled when the, the most recent chapter ended in 2019. And even with the benefit of hindsight, he was still the right guy to drop because mm. Warner made runs at Leeds. I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah. Got, I mean, you know, if you knew what was going to happen next, then yeah, maybe Warner makes way or, or probably Harris really. But, yeah. you know, as it was then, he was the only guy to go to keep, to keep Labuschagne in the team. It wasn't yeah. the wrong thing. It was just that it emphasises your point. Yeah. He had a, a long stretch of time after the sandpaper debacle. Mm. There was the brilliant 100 at, at Dubai. I mean, all-timer. Mm. Um, there was the junk time 100 uh, against Sri Lanka at yeah. Canberra, but there was nothing else. There was very little else. And there was through yeah. that home series when, Smith and Warner were missing. Australia they desperately needed, needed their experienced players yep. to stand up, and he didn't. And Sean and that's Marsh the way it didn't. Goes. And Sean Marsh's career came to an end. Yeah. And, and and Usman's, you know, would have, could have, should have. Uh, well, if he wasn't, he's too, got this. if he was Marsh's agent, would have, right? Yeah. So he gets the chance because he's still captaining his state, and he's mm-hmm. still piling on domestic runs. Marsh is too, by the way. But in Kawaja's case. Uh, there, there's just a sense that it might be a final act. And, mm. you know, I've made this observation a number of times that some players are at their best when they are somewhere between 35 and 38. And mm-hmm. it's not common, but some players, for whatever reason, physiologically, don't uh, deteriorate in terms of their, their, their vision or yeah. their, their body in the way that their, others their do. fast twitch muscle fibres. Many, many players, most players do. Most, Wherever yeah. it is, their reductors fine. Most players do. Most players get the 32, 33, 34, and, we, and they do have this natural decline. Mm. Some don't. Graham Gooch didn't. Chris Rogers didn't. Adam Voges didn't. Usman Kawaja isn't at the moment. So, okay. you know, that's who knows? It might just be a flash in the pan. It might be over in six months. And look, yep. if that's the case, Great. that's cool too. That's, that's just the way these things go. But yeah, he'll save it today and, and we should all savour it as well. I think so. Uh, the final word, Hall of Fame. The uh, the most final word moment of the day. I mean, we could say Usman bringing up his 100 probably should be the Hall we of Fame. We have candidates moment. though. Um, but we do have candidates. We have, um, well, we have Fahim Ashraf's catch. I mean, oh. coming back... From an adductor strain. Now, that's a serious injury. Wherever it is, that's something bad. You don't want to strain the adductor. Uh, at kind of like a fourth slip, I guess. They were employing some weird slip configurations today, Pakistan. Uh, the way he goes diving across, the way he's like... It was it was that sort of Matthew Hayden in the gully style. The ball's already gone past you and you've got to catch up with it kind of thing. Low to the ground and, and somehow scooped it and gets rid of Smith. Yeah, one-handed ripper. He was a second slip but a cross first slip. And we saw second slip being a problem through the day. Nothing carried. There was probably mm. half a dozen occasions when Kawaja and Warner edged it. Well, Kawaja especially edged in that direction. None of them looked like carrying. So, in a way, that's its own final word moment when second slip came so far up before lunch. Mm. that, But fourth slip didn't. So there was this ridiculous stagger where fourth slip was in line more or less with yeah. where they normally would be, but second was up five metres in front of first. I took a photo of it and posted it. I've never seen a configuration quite like it. With, it was, with no helmet either. Like sometimes you see yes. the short slip with the helmet. I think they got the helmet eventually, yeah. but at least till the end of that first over, it was very Pakistan. I loved it, but it was yeah. preposterous. And then Farhan's catch. And what stood out to me was that I was on with Simon Kaddish at the time and he was like, oh, that's horrible. I wouldn't want to be in there. And I was like, if Simon Kaddish doesn't want to be there, that you know something. no one should be doing yeah, it. Absolutely. <laughs> Given his um, relationship with getting hit by the ball for you know 20 years of a, a long distinguished professional career yeah. uh, the other part of that dismissal though was and Barat detected this when uh, when Hassan Ali was running in on comms he he did this I mean I don't even know how to describe it this windmill of sorts with his arms mm. when he was running in and Barat's like whoa, whoa. 
and then he gets to the crease and that's the ball when he finds okay. the edge of Smith I, I, I insist right. on you watching it back okay. it's, ri- it's like I don't know a keg ball in England or you know um, uh, Barat described it as what Jason Gillespie yeah, used to yeah, try and seagull. do uh, with, to put players off it was oh. very similar to that and that oh. was the ball when Smith tries to play too close oh. to his body ball off the seam and, and feeds that catch so yeah brilliant bit of theatre to end the day we had another recommendation which was uh, from Anthony Bradford who said that um, how cute it is on the field here that the the dimpled roof and this is a a, I love this ground so much already the dimpled roof is replicated on how they've cut the grass Mm, the circles so when you see it from above there's this circular pattern to the uh, to, to to the pattern on the on the roof, and then the grass is in the same pattern as well. Yeah, so that that to me attention to detail, attention to detail, and that must have taken a long time to do mm. before the game. So good on them for uh, giving us that uh, extra bit of colour on day one in a colourful stadium with colourful seats. And the birds of prey, like oh, the actual birds us. of prey. And so there are there are. I think we decided they're kites, as in the kind of birds that are called kites. They're they're raptors. They've got like fronded condors. You know, they nearly wings. they nearly killed us. Yeah, yeah, I, know, I saw it. You um, saw it. Yeah, like so <laughs> we're seeing them circling around. And thinking, yeah, they're quite big. And then one of them just comes booming down and parks itself on top of the umbrella that the commentary session is under. And you realise this bird's about, like, the size of my torso. Like, that's a bloody enormous bird. And it's got, you know, big talons and beaks and, and so on. And you're like, okay. This could just take someone's face off. Oh, yeah. Waka and I both hit the deck. We're like, what is, what is going on here? The commentary would have been preposterous, I suppose. And he would know more than most, having um, played so much cricket here, that, yeah. you know, they're not mucking around those birds. So mm. I forgot about that. But, yeah, I should probably dig out the video. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's it for day one here at Karachi. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening or watching. If you're watching, you're seeing this beautiful, gorgeous sunset. The sun was up when we started recording. It's gone now uh, behind the, the grandstand there, behind the Hanif mm-hmm. Muhammad enclosure, to be precise. Um, keep watching on YouTube. We, we love making these videos now that we found cinematic mode. Um, keep listening on the podcast feed. If you really like what we're doing, patreon.com forward slash the final word. Uh, thank you for your company. We'll be back again tomorrow doing this all over, and hopefully it'll be a day as absorbing as the first. Australia closing at 251 for three. See ya. So you know what I meant here. I had to go about it right.